This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, but uh, with a slightly different twist, an afternoon with the wonderful Pat Nevin, in association, of course, with the Troubadour Club. So I think a bit of appreciation. Now, uh, if there are people who are yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest, I am Stamford Chidge, and this is Jonathan Kidd. Hooray! We'll wait, we're patient, we're patient. Oh, John, yeah, the f- Mr. Fanbite himself, oh, what can I say? That's a tenor, are you? Yeah, we're, we're not stupid. We know that you're really here to see one man and uh, one of my favourite players from the 80s um, for so many reasons. I mean, it's quite funny. We had Kerry Dixon in our first one of these last month and, and Kerry was like everything that I, at the time, as a 20-odd-year-old thought that I would never be. But Pat, because he liked the same kind of music with somebody I thought I might be, apart from one very important reason... He had more talent as a footballer in his toenails than I had in my entire body. But that was okay, because we kind of loved you for that, Pat. That's kind of you, see? Um, <laughs> right. As soon as you say Kerry's name, I always think of... All of us always just said the same thing. Cause he had this catch he's always got, oh, tremendous. Oh, tremendous. They just say it all the time. Even if it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Kerry. Um, loved him, David. I'm happy you still have him in your house. Well, there's we that do. picture in your book, of course, where you look as if you're both having sex. Which you... <laughs> I, I've got a fanboy look on You have, you have. Anyway, moving swiftly along, Jonathan lowering the tone immediately. I love him for that. Um, what we're going to do, we're going to have a chat first about uh, apparently a game of football that we've uh, all just witnessed and get Pat's insight and knowledge on that. And uh, then we'll have a quick break and then we're going to have a, more of a Q&A with Pat uh, about his career and really anything you like. Um, modern game, his book, music, you name it, you, you, can, you can talk about it. Um, what I would say is that we're, I'm much more interested to hear from you guys rather than me bleating on. You hear enough of that all week. Uh, so we're, I, he's around, Mickey microphone's around somewhere. Dan, there you go. Dan's there with the mic. So if you put your hand up, he will come and find you. 
you want to ask a question, but don't ask it before you get the mic because I'm recording this and you, I won't hear it, so that won't be very good. So, you know, put your hand up, Dan will come and find you, give you the mic, then ask your question and hopefully Pat or, or even Jonathan and I will answer it. So that's about it really. Okay, um, we said on Friday night show that we were quite worried about playing Arsenal at the moment, Pat, but because I'm an idiot, I thought that we would win. <laughs> I actually thought we had a decent chance to win it before the game. Um, I was at uh, a recent game in Arsenal, we were up at Leeds, and they were absolutely battered. I think it was the second half, and I thought, wait a minute, that's a team that's it's actually, they're doing really well, and they're playing well for parts of the game, but they do tend to freeze. Whereas they've watched us recently, and we've, we've got stronger in quite a few games, or sometimes we've got the tactics right eventually yeah. in certain games, and my hope was that. And even at half time, I was kind of clinging on to that, that it would happen. Um, but it never quite happened. We needed to bring our A game today, and I don't, I don't think many of the players did. I would kind of hold on to I thought I'd spend this great. Uh, yeah, great, great game. So that was absolutely fantastic today. Um, As was Thiago, of course, as, uh, as always, Thiago Silva was great. Yeah, brilliant. well, I'm sure Thiago Silva will be a discussion point later. I, I something. Up for the corner when he gave the ball away. Yeah, and that's the third time. I was twice against Brighton as well. I'll, I'll deal with it just now. And I'm watching the games. I was at, I was down in Brighton as well for the game. And I kind of look at players as like human beings all the time. So I look at their faces a lot and their reactions a lot. And it was actually quite stunning against Brighton. A couple of times I got the ball, I looked up, and there was nothing. There was no Detroit at all. Now, in the we had a team like a lot of other teams who want to play from the back. And the manager wants the team to play from the back. It's kind of not accepted as an option just to lump it. So you have to try and play through it, even when it's tight. Now, the other thing I didn't have is, they've got one player in our, our club who's one of the best I've ever seen. When you play into and it's Jorginho, he wasn't playing. So there was no, there was nothing in front. So I know he gave the ball away twice, and we lose the ball, and he saved brilliantly in the line for one of them. My attitude is to, to go one step back and go, help him, give him a face. And you always bring it to yourself as a player. If I get the ball and I, I turn up and all I see is numbers, the backs of the arses, that's not what I want to see. I want to see people looking for the ball, I want to see them playing one twos. And you can see, see a team's maybe beginning to fail a little bit in confidence if you look up and you're not seeing anything. So it happened to Thiago Silva twice. I know Jenny of you, if you get a chance, go and look at that uh, game again. I wasn't watching the telly, I was live there. But each time I happened, Thiago just turned around the bench and went, Yeah, yeah. Exactly, and he did it today. Exactly. And what he's saying is, You want me to do this, and I'll do this. Problem is, the boring, dull, technical bit, right? So if you play with a a back five, Um, so if you're playing with a, a a back three and two wing backs. They're not wingers, but they're wing backs. If you're one of the three centre backs, he is your out ball, option ball, every single time. Because he's always there, he's always white. But we we played against Brighton, it was three centre backs, wingers, away up there. That ball's not on. So if they're not showing, you've only got the option, the people beside us. If you're being closed by three in a central midfield that isn't looking for it, you're basically stuffed. So that's what happened to him against Brighton, and I'm going, I changed it. <laughs> we, we took well, well, Pat, well, I mean, you know, Potter's not shy of changing things quite normally. I mean, I, I felt that 
really, I mean, I was quite pleased he actually set up differently today. In fact, he almost matched Arsenal, which is what I hoped he would do. Um, and I had a feeling that for most of the match, really until they scored, we were cancelling each other out. I mean, I thought they were the better team, but we were cancelling each other out. But he was crying out for a change, I thought, well before he did. And of course, he was about to bring Broglie on before they scored. But I thought maybe they could have made a change earlier. What do you think? Um, I think most of us wanted it. And I was doing the Chelsea TV and I said at halftime, we will bring Broglie on, maybe at halftime. Mm. Um, when you play it up long, because if you've not been able to play it for the back, you end up playing long. It's just the way it happens, right? Of course, you know, Bamiyang's not the best at holding it up. Nope. You know, he's somebody who wants to go in behind all the time. So if you play along, it's just going to be gobbled up and come straight back again. Whereas Brogia runs after it, run it, chase it, yeah. elbow. It may not win it. The three, the three guys behind him, you know, Mount Sterling, Havertz to some degree. It gives you a chance to get up close. You get the bits. You get you know the, the flick-ons or the hold-ups. It, look, that was that was a concept, and I, I thought he would make that change earlier. Right. I think we're kind of on the edge of it, though. I still don't think. It looked like we were going to win that game, whatever happened. But especially as it, as the game went on, when they all they seemed to be doing the one tactic was just playing the ball down the, booting the ball down the pitch for him to run after it. I mean, uh-huh. it just became, it became well, excessive, we, we, didn't we, it? We, the, the number of times the ball was then booted down the pitch, it seemed to be the only tactic they had. For a bit. Well, we, we kind of, one of the things I'm sure a lot of our supporters will feel, we spent a lot of time last few years absolutely loving the fact that we dominated teams, didn't we? We held the ball, we controlled the ball. Often we cover a Jorginho in, in the midfield. And I know Jorginho kind of opinion split a lot of time with a lot of Chelsea fans. But the amount of games we controlled, and he's not playing there for Italy for no reason. It's because he can control games. And it wasn't always beautiful all the time, but he controlled it. You notice it now when he's not able to control games or he's not playing. Or why, do you, not, why do you think that, that is? It's a really tough question. I think with him and Cover together at their best, it's a great understanding partnership because they they will always believe in each other. If Cover's got the ball, they'll play to Jorginho even if there's two men on him. Because it's okay, I believe you'll be able to move it, play it, one-touch move. I'm not sure he feels that way with anyone else. So I don't think there's as great an understanding with anyone else in that sitting midfield role. And So I think we we suffer for that. you know, Jorginho can't last forever. And I don't know if he can play. We, well, he can't play every single game to a high standard just now. So we need to find other ways. But there are there are other problems. I mean, we, I mean for goodness sake, Reese James, I mean, really? Yeah. What a change yeah. it would have made to us if we had them. And I think everybody knows, you know, I'm sure I'm preaching and converted here. Last season when we lost Reese and we lost Ben. Yeah. And it's happened again. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's horrendous. Then why haven't they bought anybody to be to be in that position on the uh, right wing? Well, the killer, well, the killer, well, not killer, but Cucurella was the buy for that. And I, did, I came I was up at the Leeds game where we get battered up at Leeds, and I thought Cucurella is one of our better players, zipping and zipping and passing and moving. Remember, he's come through the Barcelona system. Mm-hmm. But the confidence seems to have just it's gone, gone. Isn't it? yeah, yeah, really gone. And it happens. Players go through these periods where. You know, you've you've seen players. The one thing I will say about Kukurea, he's not having a good time. Though. He'll say that he doesn't stop wanting the ball. Though. Yeah, he's going in there. He's going to make tackles. Sometimes it's the wrong tackle. He's not hiding. No. I love a player who doesn't hide. Whereas there's other guys that might be hiding a wee bit. 
But that, that, that's oh. a bit, that's bravery. Bravery is when you're in a yeah. tough time and you want it and you'll take it and you'll help your mates out. So he's not having a good time just now. And But we bought Cucurella for 50 million. I say we, I didn't. <laughs> I think I think it's no, more. We it's, for him, it's more, isn't it? Perhaps it's yeah. seventy-five with the ones. See the upsetting thing, I and mean, I can tell everybody here that I tried so hard to get Chelsea buy a left back two years ago, and they wouldn't buy him. Twelve million quid, they wouldn't buy him. Uh, and then he was playing against us today. I was like, oh. Mm. So guaranteeing it. Yeah. Again, another left back who gets injured a lot. Mm. It's a very good player, but. But I'm, I, don't, I don't know, I think we're at, we're at a real transition with Sage now. It really looks like it to me. Well, one, one thing that occurred to me, and you kind of alluded to it a minute ago, and, and I was quite, I obviously didn't, obviously saw Arsenal last season, but they're a much better team this season. But they actually looked like a team. They were playing for each other, they were fighting for each other, they knew what each other was doing. And it was quite hard to watch that, seeing the contrast between us and them. Yeah, but learn off it. No reason why you shouldn't learn off it. Again, how long did it take Arteta? Remember, was it this time last season? A lot of Arsenal fans into the phone ins, get rid of Arteta. You know, it, it takes a while to turn things around if it's a very specific if it's a very specific style that you want to play. I mean I can remember I go all the way back to the most obvious one. Um, so I was working for BBC and Peps come in and they're playing they got stones in there and they're playing for the back and they get caught two or three times. And everyone's going, oh, you've got to put it in a row Z. And I'm going, no, you don't. You've got to keep on doing this. You've actually got to keep on making the mistakes. You've got to learn how to do it. And you've got everybody got to buy into it. And by the way, you can't do it in a fortnight. And if you look at what Pep's teams do now, they are quite phenomenal at it. And to be fair, it's taken Arsenal not a huge amount of time to get in a position where they look like a cohesive unit. Yeah. There was one move uh, in the second half, I'm sure you asked By the way, this is a Chelsea fan casting case. <laughs> Anyone says. But they, they were, we closed them down really high up and they zip, 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 and they went up the left wing. And it would have been a phenomenal goal. Thing is, we, you look at it and think, well, that's that's amazing. How can they come they can do it? Well, they've been at it for two years, solidly, <coughs> learning that specific thing, him bringing in players to do it. And getting people that will all work for it, and the ones that won't work for them, they go out. Doesn't matter who they are, they go out, and that's exactly where yeah. they are. And I, I suspect, in time, that's what Graham Potter's going to try and do. But just, you know, it's like in Premier League football, you don't often get the time, and there's always, always pressure on managers. So, do you think they're going to do that in January? Do you think that's the they'll, they'll get some players in in January to to fulfil those roles, just to try and advance it into the way that the the, the owners would like that they're then competing sooner. If you're a manager, any coach at all coming in, you, you should have a vision. And I don't think there's any doubt Potter has a number of visions, right? So not, as long as it's goes, not buying Brighton players. Well, unless it's wee Billy. Quite right. To be honest, I was looking at it today and I was thinking, God, I'd love to have wee Billy in there today. Yeah, well. I'd love to have him because he'll still always take the ball. And he would lose it now and get no mark. Keep taking it, keep having it. It's, know, that's a good it. question, Pat. You know, what, what happened with Billy Gilmore? Because when, when we saw him, I mean, I'm sure most of us were all there. I mean, he won two Man of the Match awards in the first two matches he played. He looked brilliant. Then it all went really pear shaped, it seemed, after he got COVID. What happened? I'm biased, okay. Hands up. Well, as am I. I thought he was brilliant and I was really upset to see him go. And the bad word didn't. 
that was a bad one. The idea was to strengthen them up, etc. But you didn't need that. They can take hits. People always think because you're a little guy, you can't take hits. <laughs> it's a nonsense. It's an absolute nonsense. When I always get people say that, you say about me, I played the 150 games. You know, the skinny wee guy ended up having a wee bit of weed in him. You know, not that type of weed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get many injuries, bud? Did you get hurt much? Yeah, okay. You just took it. Yeah, and you, if you're of the right temperament, you should take it. And you know, you have, you've got that sort of resilience. It's one of the buzzwords you hear these days. Which generally, if I ever hear someone say resilience, I mean, hey, you've not got any. Um, <laughs> watch out for that one. It's a really good one. Um, but in reality, yeah, you just take hits. You accept the hits. Um, and my attitude is very different. We're going slightly away from today's game here. It was very, very different from the modern player, which was if Stuart Pierce or somebody like that would hit me, I'd get up and show that I wasn't hurt, mm. as opposed yeah. to rolling about. Yeah. Oh, you know, exactly the opposite. And precisely, as if to say, is that your best shot, mate? Yeah. Even if you are hit. So, my attitude, and I think we believe, very, very similar. I'll oh, get up and go on with it. The second player, you ever see Mason Mount get down? Rolling about. Nope. Asking for complaint and complain about it. Yeah, he didn't have a great game today. And he parted on him a few times and there should be a few fouls he got. But I, I think that's the best attitude to have. And see if you've got a whole team that's like that. It really, really helps. It, it really helps the spirit. If you've got one or two that are not. I mean, there was a couple of times Jesus went down today. Did you see that one? When he had his back. Oh, I mean, and then jumps right up again. <laughs> Well, here's Jesus. <laughs> Don't encourage him. Don't encourage him, everybody. Clip that one up. It's another assist. It's not going away. He wouldn't let that go, though, because he then followed Dave back and had words with him about it. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it does slightly infuriate you. Me, me when it does it, I've got a plan, right? This is... See, we always get those questions of if you had to change one rule in football, and I would change one rule, absolutely one rule in football, right? I'm going, three, I'm going to say the three letters, but bear with me, okay? VAR. Bear with me. <laughs> one way it can work, and the one way it can work is use it for feigning injury. You never use it. So if you say that, so the guy goes down and pretends he's hitting the face and he's not hitting the face, or rolls about, and then the VAR can show that you have not been touched, it's immediate booking. Mm. And if you find out somebody does it twice later, but you don't catch it, okay, retros retrospective three-game ban, that's fine. But, Tell me how many people dive after that. But Pat, that's Stop intelligent. It. They're not going to do that. It's no, requires an intelligent. That's right, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's people working you know, properly. That's, that's it, not it, going to happen. It, it isn't. And I know that the whole VR thing, it's, it's the subjective ones that are the problem. But I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the ones where people Clearly dive without a touch on them, yeah. and you can prove it. That's the ones. That's the only. But, but I similarly have. A, sorry, I have a similarly have a problem with the ball being palmed round the corner by the goalkeeper and the referee giving a goal kick. What's the matter? Why can't they just go fourth official? It's a goal kick. Is it? They're all mic'd up. Okay. No, no. On the fi on field decision. No, no. I've made the decision. I'm right. I'm the referee. It stinks. Well, it's slightly problematic with that. If you do. You for every well, no, but they're not that. That's just an obvious one, particularly <laughs> under the last few minutes under pressure. A team is, is looking to strive for the goal, and the referee gets a decision wrong. It's just absurd. I guess the last, those last minute ones. Yeah. We got corner today. We shouldn't have got, and so I wasn't complaining at that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, but you're absolutely right. That the one that I would change, I would change that one because 
It does still drive me absolutely mad. Fair enough. Didn't we used to look at it retrospectively though a few years ago? Remember? Yes. Yeah. So why did that stop? Um, I think pressure. The pressure came from the fact that not all leagues were using VAR. So if you ended up playing in European... No, but, but before that, didn't we used to have a retrospective board? You used to look back on the Monday and say... Certainly, well, for, for certain specific vicious things. Yeah. We could, but the thing is, they bottled it out of it. They bottled it. So I, yeah. I kind of hope that one day, I'll, I'll moan on about it a little bit. It's, it's the one thing, and lots of things in the game improve over the years, and uh, I'm looking at a lot of people here, and there are one or two people of my vintage around here. Just one or two. And to be fair, as most things have improved in the game. But one or two things haven't, and one or two things have regressed, and that's one of the things that's regressed, I think. Uh, on, thanks, Nathan. On that point, has, has anybody got any questions? And if you do, put your hand up, and Dan will come and find you with the mic. About this, I think, you know, this. keep it to the game at the moment. We'll do the stuff on Pat's career later. Well done, Dan. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So is Dan just going for a pint at the bar or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Oh, I've got, got any questions? There's one down here, you can ask and I'll repeat it. You, guys can repeat you shout, it. shout loud, Nathan. I just want to say, like, uh, we had five youth players out there today at one time. I think I know we're hurting today after losing to the Woolwich. But what's forgotten... We had five youth players out this day, and no one's talking about that in the media. Either. I think we do need time, and sometimes we have six players out there. I don't know any other team for the last 20 years that has that. I think it's incredible that we're, we're bringing these great players through. I think in, in my, I don't know what you, yeah, quite right. I, 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 didn't, I didn't catch your name, but I, I agree with that. And I, and I think that the more important thing is that they're quite often the better of our players on the day, on the matches. I mean, Connor, when he came on today, he, he had some fight about him, which, you know, I think, you know, let's not lose sight of the fact this is a derby match. This is against Arsenal, who we can't stand. Minimum requirement. But you, I, don't, I don't think we got it from enough of them today, but we certainly do, I think, from the players that have grown up understanding that. But maybe I'm just a biased old cynic. I don't know. What do you think, Pat? You're not um, a biased old cynic. I know that. Um, no, I try not to be biased. Um, even I'm involved in... Chelsea. This is going to sound really harsh. It's all very well with youth players. You better be good enough. Yeah. Simple as that. You better be good enough. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I mean, it's lovely to get them through. And the one thing I would say about Chelsea's academy and what we've brought through, we have made English football better. But the amount of really <laughs> top players that have been developed, learned a craft, and not necessarily being good enough for Chelsea, who are, but for such a long time, an absolute world-class side, but they moved on, you know, and they have good, really good careers elsewhere. You know, from, now, Aki wasn't through us, but he, we really built them up. You know, Solanke went, and there's Tammy, there's, there's a whole bunch of them, right? And but in the end, you've absolutely got to be good enough for the very top level of European football to get through with us. And that's what we have to keep in. So if in the end Ruben's going to be that, then great. If Chalaba's going to be that, then great. But if they aren't, the youth sings secondary. It's, for me, and it sounds harsh and horrible, but it's football's like that. It's really, really vicious when you get to that level. You're about 
I'm, I love the entertainment. I love the entertainment above everything else. I play for the love of football for more than anything else. Got to win as well. Yeah. And that's the thing that I have to keep on board all the time. Mason's clearly good enough. You know, he's English international. Almost always a start for England as well. But we can't do rose-coloured spectacles. But I, I, actually, I think more, more, more of us might agree with that than, than you might think. But I, can I just try and get an understanding of what the difference is? I mean, you know, when Mason, Mason had that... Uh, year loan at uh, Derby and he looked a player then obviously playing under Frank too which possibly helped and he hit the ground running at Chelsea so it, it was obvious that he was good enough you could say the same about Reese. Is, is that what you're saying Is if you're going to be a youth player who comes through and succeeds at Chelsea you've got to hit the ground running you don't get like in the old days you might get a bit of allowances because they're, well, they're young they're learning the no, game Ribbon said about five years well he's <laughs> he is an interesting exception isn't he actually? yeah no no you're right but you, you have to do it you have it's nice if you get hit the ground running Tammy hit the ground running well I thought so yeah but you know it was considered for the variety of managers it may well be Tammy maybe another one of those ones he ends up coming back you never know and that would be seen as to some degree a mistake to let him go. I just wish we could sell players with a buyback clause with yeah. with a roughly the same amount plus 10 million or something. That's obvious because there's a number of players that do go a wee bit early from us and we do lose the value of them. But when you look at it in the round, the money that's been made for Chelsea Football Club from developing players through the academy, it's, it's paid for the academy time and time again over. So the, the business model is very, very good. But if you're a Reese, you're a Mason, you're good enough. Looks like Connor probably is, yeah. you know, going to be good enough as well. But everything else is second. Absolutely, everything else has to be second. I think. I think the the other thing. Yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll get. I'll get to. Sorry, Dan. Give me one second. I mean, Trevor Chaloba is an interesting case in point because you know we bought these other defenders. He comes in because they're injured. And he's been probably one of our best and most consistent players since he's come back in. And yet we've got Koulibaly that we've spent millions on, who has a great reputation in European football. He's not looked half as good as him. And yet quite often, they'll get a start and not the Chilobas. That's um, what gets my... No, that's, I think that's a perfectly reasonable <laughs> argument. Um, Koulibaly was a long way from first choice. Mm. I mean, a, a long way from first choice who Chelsea went to. I mean, Rudiger was a first choice. Yeah, kept quite, yeah. you know, but he, he wasn't the first choice. And I think there came a time the start of this season where we damn well needed a, a centre back in. We really, really needed. We were so light in that area that what they tend to do is the way it works. I can remember one of my old mates, David Moyes. He was one of the first ones that was doing it. But, but obviously, he had a sheet in his office. It was in his office one day, and it's a sheet of one to ten in every single position that they want throughout the world. And they'll try and get, and they, they, they usually go two or three, depending on what club you are. You sometimes got your number one, but usually they're all too expensive. But you, you sometimes have to go down because not available. Somebody else has bought them. You're in a hurry, can't afford. Well, so you have these numbers. So I'm not sure Kulabali was right up there at um, number yeah. one or two. You have to take that on board. The Chalabar one, you just don't compare them. They do their own job. The one thing about uh, Trevor, um, I'm massively excited about him. I, I think he's an absolute nailed on stick on, absolute nailed on. The, the biggest reason for it, like the, the way he has grown, and I mean physically as well, the way he has grown over the, a very short period of time is, is great. Uh, 
excuse my lack of knowledge, age? Age? 23, right. Centre-back usually get to be half decent at about 25, 26. He's not, he's not there yet. Yet. He's good, he's good enough already. And he's going to become a very, very good player indeed. So I think that's one position we're really comfortable with. And also, you can't look at him alongside Thiago Silva and not think you're learning off yeah. somebody Jeez. brilliant. And you can yeah. see it, can't you? Yeah. It's almost the way yeah. he moves sometimes. Yeah. It's extraordinary. So, um, Pat, you, Trevor, do you know the problem that Tuchel had with him? Because he wouldn't pick him. Do you, do you know what that was about? I know he was prone to make a specific error. He made a big error per game when he played early on. But I was, we were bemused, weren't we, on the fan cast? We were. Why wasn't he being picked earlier? I think sometimes it's just, you know, the growth time, when it's the right time to come in. I have to say, I'd like to have seen him get more, but remember that period of time. We had Thiago Silva, we had Rudiger. Rudiger. There was one other position. We had a, a number of people we could have used there. Reese was moving in sometimes, Aspie was sometimes. There were a number of options, and we weren't doing too badly. Um, but now, when push has come to shove and we've needed it, he's come in and, yeah, he's definitely, I'd say he's definitely our first choice in that position beside Thiago. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Okay, good. I think with a lot of the youth players, it's not so much about quality. It's about luck. It's being in the right place at the right time. And Chaloba, you know, he was there, you know, there were injuries, and he took that opportunity. And, and it, you're thinking, well, there's a lot of other youth players there that maybe never quite get that opportunity. And, you know, and as all Chelsea fans, you know, we want to see the youth come through. But sometimes it is just pure luck that they're in the right place at the right time. And I don't know what the answer is, but it's hugely frustrating when you see other players who don't quite get that opportunity because... 
being brutally honest, what's in it for the manager? Because if they're not successful, they're gone in a couple yeah. of years. So why would you want to bring a player on? So, you know, Trevor, brilliant. He's taken his opportunity. I love him to bits. But there's so much luck involved with, with the youth and the, the academy. I, I do think that's a fantastic point. Was anyone here down at Bournemouth last season? And the pre-season, was it Bournemouth? Pre-season last season. Anyway, we're, we're doing a pre-season game. And that's what Thomas had two different teams, but he was going down to third choices. Remember, I think Marlon Sarr got his first chance there. Right. But Trevor got a chance that night. And I think, I just thought, you got to take your chance, mate. Bang. Looked all right. You got your chance, you got to take it. Luck, A, but B, you better be ready. Don't say, oh, I need to run a six or seven. You've got to be ready. And it's hard, again, it's hard, it's, it's unforgiving. There was another player who played that night for us. He came on for half a game. And he had the most outrageous stinker. He was awful. Right, and guess it, I guess all night long, and I don't think you get it unless you were there. Correct, Conor Gallagher. Conor came on, he had an absolute nightmare. But he put him on and sit in midfield, and that's not Conor. That's not where he's best. But of course, the manager then hadn't seen him before, hadn't spent time with him. Goes and watches him give the ball away, caught in possession, looking a bit sluggish at the back, not knowing the position. Hoofs him out to Crystal Palace. It's exactly what you're saying. It's luck. It's timing. But if you're a football player, you've got to know, and it's that classic one, A, make your own luck. B, when the opportunity comes, be there. Be ready and do everything you possibly can to take it. And that's just the way it is. Definitely. We've got another two questions, Dan, yeah? Yeah. Mr. Beard. Hello, hello. Hi, Pat. I'm Neil. Um, switching to the other end of the pitch for a moment. So today he was disappointed on many levels. How many shots did we have on target and why are we so unwilling to take an early shot? Yeah, yeah, officially, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so at home in a game like that, what's wrong, Pat? Yes, um, yes, the bobbler. I don't think we get into a lot of positions today to take shots. We didn't get into many, did we? We weren't that far up the pitch often was, enough. Was that down to them, though, um, preventing us? I think they were... They, they, basically bossed out midfield area yeah. now over the period of time where we've looked strongest for a wee while now is you know and the wing backs coming in crossing balls in kind of not got that A just now with the two that are out to, to the same degree um, but also on top of that if you're not playing wing backs you're, you've not got that so we're trying to find another way around it we just didn't have a lot of creativity our biggest plan that I could see today that was kind of obvious and it looked like it might work was then you know Zinchenko starts the left back and goes and plays in certain midfield and we just basically ping it over yeah. Raheem didn't chase back with him he just waited there and the idea was get the ball and ping it over the back there was a couple of times where we got into decent positions but other than that we weren't manipulating good positions and so taking shots I don't know if we got into enough good positions to take good shots I think I don't think Mason but two or three times just the bobble hit him the ball comes at him and he, you know, in other teams he would have maybe caught it well, but they weren't easy balls to take. They were zipped in really, and they're skidding off that surface today. Um, I, I just think we, we didn't manipulate situations well enough to get shots away. I think that was a big problem today. Thanks, Neil. Ben? Hi, Pat. Ben, great to meet you again. Really interesting point you made around the centre half situation. So, 
I'm wondering if that maybe caused that the fact that the club's made a mistake with Gray and Tomori going, particularly the way Tomori's been such a success in Milan. Um, again, this is really harsh, right? I don't judge people with what they do in Syria anymore. Honestly, it's a, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit rubbish. <laughs> in comparison to what it was, you think, oh, Inter and AC and UV, and you look at them going, nah. They're, they're absolutely full of rejects from English football and stuff like that. The, sta- the standard's not quite the same, I promise you. I mean, Romelu's a classic example. He was firing them in all over the place over there, and he comes over here, and it just wasn't happening for him. The quality you're up against defensively, etc., is much, 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 much better here in England. The, the speed of the games, I mean, I do go and cover games abroad quite a lot. And uh, honestly, it's such an eye opener when you're there and you go, Really? Don't, who would I buy? You know, who would I buy? Can I, can I not bring an analogy back to this just for a second? I think, I'm not sure, if, I'm not sure if they were, I'd love to have kept Rudiger. But then the club would have loved to have kept, kept Rudiger. I mean, he is phenomenal. He's a, he's, I hate to say this, but I, I used to play with a player you may have heard of called Martin Keown, right? <laughs> <laughs> known, known only as Bob. Right? Everybody know you? Yes. Correct. So we always called him that. He's the only player I ever played for my whole career. The only one. Every single game before we went, pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Don't give me the ball. What? I thought you were a footballer. <laughs> Don't want the ball. Don't want the ball. He's just like hitting people. It was a great market. <laughs> and that's I'm just kind of a real asset in a kind of Jason Bourne way. Anyway, so <laughs> the great thing about but Martin was a brilliant, brilliant marker. I can remember watching I used to talk about it quite a bit in Chelsea TV. Um sorry, up. I used to talk about and say, how many times can you remember him? Somebody coming up to Rudiger and then coming out on the other side with the ball. I mean, really, when you think about it, it's unbelievably hard to remember it. But nobody nobody done it for pace. But that kind of, honestly, it must have been horrible, horrible to play against. He's a better footballer as well than, like I mentioned, Martin, right? So we absolutely missed him. Um, tomorrow, I'm, I just don't know. He wasn't very good against us, was he? Yeah, both I, games, I, didn't I would, play well. I, a lot of times, these things, I'm not sure about tomorrow. Maybe I'd need to watch him a wee bit more over over there just now. I, I'm not sure if he... Would he be better in Koulibaly or not? There's a good argument. I don't know. Hi, bringing you back to uh, Cucurella. He's had a couple of stinkers. He's low on confidence. Do you think he got sold a little bit short today? Because every time he got the ball on the left, there was no outlet. Because whoever was meant to be playing, wide left, I think it was Mace, wasn't there. And there was no clear ball from just to chip down the wing. So do you think we're, or the management possibly, are a little bit to blame? You're you're nailing something that um, Jason Cundy and I were talking about this, talking about it for a few weeks now. Um, Right, I just have to be honest, right? See, when you play football, it's, it's when you're adaptable and you change all the time, that's great, and everyone's adaptable, right? And that's fantastic. But one of the other great things is see, see if I know my mates there, and I can play, and I know what he can do, and he knows what I can do, and I would know what you can do. Particularly that little triangle, it is fantastic, right? So you've got it all the time, you're working together, and you're building it, and you're building it. Now, you can do it in training, but it's better in games, right? So you're building it, building it, building it. 
We've not really got that at the moment. You know, so I played, for, I played wing for Chelsea for a long time. Now, if I had, when I was on the left, if I had Tony Dorigo or had Stevie Clark, we absolutely knew the capabilities of each other and worked with them. And sometimes, in the end, didn't have to look at each other, knew exactly what we were going to do. This comes back to your point about Mason playing there. Is that the first time Mason's played there? For yeah, he's quite a while. Well, well, I think he's had quite a while. Games there, but he doesn't normally play there. But he's not. He's so normal. Does he and move he's not around a bit, though? Doesn't he move? He moves, and, yeah. and that's because he's good enough to move anywhere and play anywhere. But now you're not a natural. Mason's not a natural winger. I mean, for goodness' sake, he's not. He's, he's not a heels in the chop kind of winger. So you're not actually getting those links building together. So so short. That's one way of looking at it. Not developing those links and those little bits of work together because when, when I see see when Mason's over beside Reese, when that works it's unstoppable just absolutely unstoppable now we can't play just now but I often see players and just think do not do not put them apart keep them together as long as you possibly can the Leeds away game last season they played absolutely superb triangles on the right non-stop it was absolutely joyous watching it they were so Control and as you said, you didn't. They didn't need to look at each other. Okay, Callum actually had the release as well. Yeah, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I think he was involved. With it. Whereas today, it was either Aubameyang running, look hoping for the ball, or then Havertz hoping for the ball. Exactly. And, and so he, to be fair, once again, you're absolutely right. I think Cucurella was just he played a cup ball where everybody went, oh look at that. But where who was he supposed to play it? To? Yeah. Exactly. So I, I take your point. I don't think it's I don't think it's Mason that's letting them down. I think. It's, if you're playing in a system and you've not got a wide player, I'm biased, I want wide players, but there wasn't a good link-up and understanding between the two, and you need to work in that, and you work in that best in games. On, on that on that point, Pat, uh, you know, you make a good point as well, actually, Nathan, but um, I mean, one thing that really impressed me, I think I said this to you earlier, but one of the things that really impressed me about Arsenal today, God, I can't believe I'm saying that. Little Chich, wash your mouth. They, 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 they look like a team. They play. They look like a team that knew exactly what each other was going to do. Uh, they've been doing it together for a while. And one thing we've had with Potter, for one reason or another, is an awful lot of rotation. Yeah. And I don't think he obviously, I, you know, I wouldn't blame him for not knowing what his best team is at the moment. He's only had 11, 12 games. But, you know... Am I just being a cynical old git again and saying surely he should try and play some of these players together in the same system for a while so that they can actually get used to playing with each other? Uh, and that may well be the case and when he finds the, the thing that's right mm-hmm. and the thing that clicks and the thing that works, he may, may well start doing that. And it's, it's not, there's not been that many games where you've thought, got it, that's it, nailed. It's really... Oh, that's, you know. That half against Salzburg, I would say, away, they played some superb football for a while. And it all suddenly seemed to click for about half an hour. Yeah, and I always gauge it against the top teams. Well, yes, it? exactly. It's, it's, no, it's very good. But it's, the yeah. amount of times people say, well, he had a great game against him. And it's, yeah. That's a good point. Team. So you, you can only gauge it against yeah. them. So. But I, I, I'm, I always, I mean, I'm, I, one of my jobs in my previous life was I was the chief executive of a club. So, and I was always understanding that, look, football clubs, are, are, they're super tankers take a long time to turn around to get them looking like the way you want them to look and get them in the shape you want to work in and it's personnel and it's systems and the styles so it's taken a wee while it will take a wee while it wasn't going to happen absolutely overnight we got lucky with, with Thomas coming in yeah. <laughs> we, we did wow it didn't we? I mean it's just wow it's just amazing 
I've noticed that, that when he makes substitutions, the team actually plays with much more energy. And you think, is this the team he will start with next week? And he doesn't. He goes back to the, the original team that seemed to be struggling. I find that very peculiar. Is that because the game has changed in the, in, in the, when they come in in the 70th minute? Is that the reason? Yeah. yeah. It, it, so that's why he's doing it. So he won't start with that setup. If you, if you, if you ask me and say to any point in my career, you're only, only going to play one half, first or second, it's not even a consideration. You play second every time. There is always more space in the second half. Because people can't play as a tired. Players are tired, space develops. And if you're a good player, you will use that space. And if you're a fresh good player, you have got a massive advantage. Yeah. Nothing drove me mad more than you ran a defender all day long and chased him, build him, everything. Killed him for 70 minutes thinking, last 20 minutes I've got him. I've killed him. He'll not stay with me now. And then you get hooked. You know, it's not, thanks a lot, Gaffer. I was just, I, would, I know what I was doing here. Um, so not even, sometimes the managers don't know what you're doing to specifically manipulate that situation. So the changes are made, it should give you impetus. And it has given us impetus. When he's made the changes the last couple of weeks with the systems, that's not impetus. That was the system Necessity against you. You know, United, we should have changed after 10. Yeah. And after Bur- Brighton, we should have changed after five, probably. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, we, I, by us, if anyone was listening to the radio, I'm, before we go today, I must tell you the Raheem Sterling story about last week. Right, I need to tell you that. Do you want it now? Yeah, yeah, go, go for it. Very, very quickly, right. Um, so I was doing a five live commentary and uh, Raheem didn't have a great game. And I said, Again. well, he's not having a good game today. He needs to watch it because if, if he does, it plays like this, there's a lot of good players in his position for England and he might struggle to get a game for England uh, at the World Cup, you know, start for England. Fair enough. So we'd done that, and then I went on home, had a day at home, and then flew over to uh, Marseille to do the Spurs game. It's okay, they pay me for it. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm over there, right? But of course, I've been a day in Scotland. So it's John Murray who was commenting and said, well, what about all that stuff in the papers that you're saying about Raheem Sterling? And I went, what? I haven't spoken to any papers. It's all, it's all over the papers that you said you don't want them to go to the World Cup. <laughs> Me? It's like, are you joking? And because obviously in Scotland we don't get the same papers, that's no story. And I've not talked to one newspaper. And what so what's actually happened was it's the way people are going for um, clicks now. So the BBC see your commentary, there's some 18-year-old comes on. Well, I'll I'll write that and puts nonsensical stuff that isn't what he said the papers then twist it again and then they run this story knowing that I don't agree with it because none of them phoned me up to check it out right and I'm like thanks you very much so fortunately (laughs) I could get it back to the club but you know it's exactly not what I was saying and the the proof is and this is the absolute proof apparently I said some of you might have seen these stories right I didn't right but it was I I, I don't think he should go. I, I feel he shouldn't go. I'm I'm Scottish. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I would never say it. Pat, 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 as a, as a, I bet, but can I underline one thing? You probably know this if any of you who know me at all. Not an English, anti-English bone in my body, right? I just don't have it. There's a lot of my mates, and a lot of people in Scotland do, right? A lot of people in Scotland do. Not the tiniest bit. If England are the best team, 
I hope to God they win the World Cup. Yeah. Full stop. And I do believe that. I just want the best team to win. I'm that old-fashioned. Yeah. Lovely. Pat, Dan, you got a few quick more. question. Right into the Sterling, has a player ever called you after you criticised him on the radio or TV or media and said, oh, what are you saying? Two. Two, yeah. very quickly. Um, I know you need a break. So no, 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 no. We could, we could All right. Um, there was one. I, 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 was, I used to be the, the main pundit on BBC Scotland TV, right? So they kind of hesitate to say the Alan Shearer of Scotland. <laughs> but like, I was a kind of, I was the main face on their sports scene, which is their version of Match of the Day. So like, it was really annoying because I hate being recognised, but I couldn't walk the streets because I was on every Saturday night. But at, back at that time, Martin O'Neill had been manager of the Celtic. And I, I didn't like his team style. They, they basically just leathered it. They just lumped it. They hearts and people like that up yeah. front. It's just a... Lesford did that as well yeah. so, they, so that was the style but I didn't say you're Wimbledon Mark II I just said it was a different style anyway Martin phoned me up one night <laughs> two hours into the conversation still, he still hadn't told me what the problem was so Martin stop being a lawyer just tell me and we ended up laughing our heads off so Martin was one but the only other one was this um, and it was uh I, I do an, an Irish show every Monday night and I'd asked a, no it wasn't an Irish show it was I was on Radio 4 one morning can you, anyone remember the the snake there was a snake that had, it was either Sesk or somebody else had said something and I, the guy who was on Radio 4 in the morning said uh, it must be one of the four that, are, that were behind that went away for international duty and I, I mean yeah a Mourinho thing yeah so I said to him Okay, then, well, I know that who those four are. Who is it then? He's like, oh, I can't tell you. Well, it could be Cesc, or it could be Rudiger, could be that. And he went, No, I'm telling you. Papers wrote, I said Cesc was a snake. Uh-huh. So Cesc gets his lawyers really? to get in touch with me to say he's going to sue for defamation. Um, well, and if his agent phoned me up and I just said to him, could, could you do me a favour? Could you go back? And I told him the exact minutes where he could listen to it. And he phoned me back 20 minutes later and said, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's the only types. Brilliant. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to go back a little bit. We were talking about Tomorrow, and I agree that like, the European leagues are a completely different entity to the, um, you know, the Premier League. And we, we, you know, we seem to sign a lot of players who are great in other leagues. We can go back to Werner. We can go back as far as Kesman. Um, I was wondering what your thoughts were on um, Callum Hudson-Odoi going to the Bundesliga because I thought he'd do really well over there and it'd build his confidence up and we'd come back and have the player that we thought we'd got with him. Yeah, Callum's a really interesting one. Obviously, I'd be very particularly interested in because of the position he played. There was a period right at the start, you know, when he, remember he exploded onto the scene and he was going to buy players and it, was, it looked fabulous, right? Then there was the Achilles. And when he came back, he, he was good up to players stopping and coming back. You know, and, and I'm, I'm like the rest of them, go, go buy him, or try and go buy him, or ask the question. And he got really, really safe and really insecure about it. And I do seem to see it with quite a number of young women. I can never remember, I worry about saying this because I'm in amongst a group of people who might remember, but I can never remember thinking, I can't do you to come up against a defender. I can always think, right, see what, you, see what, you, see what you've got. I'll, I'll take you. I'll have a go at you. And by the way, you might get the ball off me, but I'm going to go at you next time as well. 
and I'm going to keep it. And I don't, see, feel a fear of failure, absolutely. And I often want to just, I want to go up to some of these guys and talk to them and say, do you know what? See if I can buy you five times and I fail for four, but do it the fifth time and make a goal. I won. And I, I, I desperately want to say that to Calm. I want to say that to Rahim at the moment. At the moment. Don't go and stop. Go and keep going. Yeah. Just go, go, go. Um, and that's, it's a thing that I, I see quite a bit of. There's a player I was watching yesterday, absolutely brilliant player. Um, great skills, Damari Gray. Never, never tried once to go by his defender. Never once. He's got great skills. So if he goes over there, the long, the long answer to our short question, if Cam goes over there and gets that back again, yeah. hey, we've got a play. So, and that's that's what you need to do because there actually is no point in playing that position as a skillful player unless you're doing that. Because see, if you're not doing that, just get some clogger in. You'll work hard. So, use your skills, Cal. Use your skills. So, again, one more question, then we're going to have a, a, a quick break. So, a bit of a broken record because I, I say this on the fan cast. My main problem with our team and has been for a couple of seasons is our midfield. And I thought today, sadly, that Arsenal showed us exactly what a good midfield is. I thought Partey was absolutely outstanding. Xhaka backed him up and then he had Odegaard. And I just think that, that we're so far behind in midfield. I, I think that Jorginho, I know he divides opinion, but I actually think he's had a really good season. I think he's, he's played really well. Cover is good, but unfortunately he's injured all the time. And then I don't... And I hate to say this, I just don't think Ruben's good enough. And I know that it's difficult, and I'm not asking you to say one way or the other, Pat. But I just think we're so far behind, and I don't know whether the story about whether we could have bought Jimeni last year instead of getting Saul in on loan is true. But we are missing that Tunemi quite player, that party quite player, and we haven't had one like that since Matic, arguably. Well, if we had N'Golo, I think it would make a difference. I can make a massive difference just now. I don't know if N'Golo is ever going to be that player every week for us ever again because it's so hard. He's, there's so many miles in the clock. It's fantastic. He's one of the best I've ever seen. Um, but we're asking a huge amount of him now. So, you know, you have to, you have to re-energise every team. If you leave it too long, it, it's difficult. And I think that's with Graham Potter. That's his job. It might take two or three years. And that doesn't mean, oh, they're all old, too old now. But you will have to regenerate this team. I'm sure many of you have watched. I, the team I get sent most to watch, apart from Chelsea, is Liverpool. I go to see them all the time. And there's a team in massive need of regeneration. And they've, they've started it. You can see them starting it, you know, with some of the forwards that they're bringing in just now. And I think we're probably in a kind of similar-ish place with a number of positions. Yeah. Mm. It's easy it's the easiest thing in the world to do. Yeah. And an easy thing to say and one of the hardest things in the world yeah. to do. Yeah. To lose a player who's still on good form yeah. to replace him with a younger model. That's good management for you. Um, right, we are, as I said, we're going to have a, a little kind of five, ten minute interlude uh, during which Jonathan will give you some of his finest renditions. Not really. Well done. Thank you. Great questions.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 